Do you ever find out weeks or even months after you finish a project that it wasn't profitable? Or worse, do you not know why it wasn't profitable? Job costing is an essential part of running any business, but it can be challenging. Receipts over here, invoices there, time tracking in this program, spreadsheets, bookkeeper over there, but it doesn't have to be so chaotic. Today, I interview Kevin Kehoe, the founder of Aspire Software, a cloud-based business management program exclusively for landscapers. And in our interview, Kevin shares the five key transactions that are part of any landscaper's job costing. And he shares the top two metrics that he believes are the make or break between his clients that are doing 4% net profit margins and some that are doing north of 20% net profit margins. And they've done over $3 billion worth of business has gone through Aspire Software. So although Kevin mentions a lot of this in the context of using Aspire, I believe that this video and this podcast would be helpful to any landscaper, regardless of what job costing software or lack of job costing software you're currently using. So if you want to increase your profit margin, check out today's episode. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. What's up, everyone? Jack Joss is here, and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing podcast. This show is really meant to help you enjoy your landscaping company and make more money. And today, we're going to focus on how to make more money with this exciting interview with Kevin Kehoe from Aspire Software. Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. Tell us a little bit, how did you get involved in the green industry? Yeah, really, thanks for having me. I, I completely appreciate it. Love to share ideas, et cetera, with your group of people and audience. You know, um, I've been in the industry since 1989 or so. However, I was a consultant going way back. And that's what I did from 1989 until 2014 when I founded Aspire. We built the company up. And Aspire, of course, is a, a pretty big company these days. Um, I uh, was trolling around looking for speaking opportunities. And of course, every national association in the country is located in Washington, DC. And so I sent letters out, actual real letters to people and said, listen, if you need a speaker on short notice, someone cancels on you, I'll show up, I'll bail you out. Here's my topic. And the only call I got out of 150 letters was from guess who? The American Landscape Contractors Association. And so when they said, can you come talk to our people? I said, you actually have an industry that has like landscape people and companies that said, yeah, where you been? I'm like, uh, well, I, I just, frankly, my, my uh, connection to landscape is me mowing lawns when I was a teenager, right? So uh, I've been in the industry since then and it's been incredibly rewarding, so. Well, that's, uh, that's funny because, you know, I, uh, I also do a lot of print sales letters today that was one of the things we were talking about, you know, offline marketing, I, I believe can work really well as part of online marketing. And in my opinion, you, you can't just do one or the other, they can complement each other. And I, uh, I, uh, I've done a lot of speaking with the NALP. And a, a few years ago, I arrived really early for a talk, and the speaker didn't show up. And they were it was somebody, somebody else. 
who didn't show up. I was two hours early because I like to geek out and make sure I'm just ready. And I was like, hey, do you want me to talk? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I ended up speaking to this huge audience that came to see this other speaker who didn't show up. So it's funny um, how that works out and just showing up is half the battle, right? Yeah, I mean, if there's an inspirational message in any of that, sometimes opportunity comes knocking at the door. And listen, my life would have been totally different if, if Deborah Holder, who was the, the executive director of ALCA at the time, had not called me, right? So, I mean, I thank God that uh, that happened and I got in this industry because it's been fantastic. Yeah, it really is an incredible industry. And um, it, it's a challenging industry. It can be a, a difficult industry to you know, make a profit. And especially right now with labor costs increasing, with material costs increasing, it's really, it's, I don't know, it's always important, but it's more important than ever that you're on top of your finances on, on a daily basis. You know, we were talking how a lot of business owners get caught up on their finances on a, maybe at the end of the month or the end of the quarter. And by that time, it's often way too late to make an adjustment. So um, I know that we're going to share some things that people can do to get that daily information. And one of the things that we talked about before we started recording was the five core transactions when it comes to, to job costing. So Kevin, what are those five core functions? Yeah, I think to really understand job costing and maybe understand Aspire, right? Aspire essentially is an operating system for your business. Think about it like iOS, right? Or Windows, right? It's the platform. Um, and the, the underlying architecture in something like our software is to do the most fundamental thing in a row, which is to cost the job. Am I making money? And so to build that system, right? The operating system, there's a very, there's a very linear workflow. And the number one transaction is make a contract, right? Someone has to write the contract and guess who that is? The designer and a salesperson, that's their job. And so that contract has to be available in the system to do the next step transaction too is create the work order or the work ticket, right? Because that's what the crew sees. The crew sees you've got four days, 10 hours a day, three guys, right? That, that's the thing you have. That's the work ticket. Someone has to create that. Now on Aspire, all that happens, right? And from the work ticket, right? It goes down to what we call payroll, right? Transaction number three. The crew has to identify itself, punch in, punch out, Hours get collected every day, goes to payroll so you can pay them. Of course, in most jobs, there's materials. So the fourth transaction's purchasing, right? Keeping track of what's on order, who bought it, at what price, when is it arriving, right? And then the very last transaction, number five, is bill it and invoice. So most companies do that in multiple places, right? They invoice in QuickBooks. They have a spreadsheet or whiteboard for scheduling. They've got Excel for contracts. The problem with all that, Jack, is it's not integrated. And it's really hard to manage that data all over the place in multiple spreadsheets. And so what happens is, A, people don't do it, and B, they screw it up. It gets inaccurate over time, right? Spreadsheets, they, they degrade. And so the quote genius beside Aspire is, the salespeople do one thing, the schedulers do another, the purchasers do another, the payroll do another, the invoice people do another, and they never talk to each other, they never have to put spreadsheets together that they want. All the information just goes from A to B to C to D, right down the line. 
And at the end of the day, when you say, right, day done, you can go in just like a cash drawer and you can see how I'm doing on the job, which is incredibly important. I mean, strategically, you want to look at the job after and go, are we accurate in our bidding? Did we do the right price? Did we get the right hours? Is the crew good? And of course, the classic battle always is sales can't sell it at the right at the right hours and production can't do it at the right hours. So you'll never end that problem. <laughs> but, but what you have is the ability that day to make a change instead of waiting a month later and going, oh my God, we're not going to make money. So from, from the first part of you know contracts, um, does Aspire, does, does Aspire, are you able to send a proposal through it that a customer can Absolutely. sign? Yeah, you, send, you, you do the proposal, you send it out, they can sign it online, comes back in the system, it's all electronic. You know, because that, that alone is, is a, a, can be a sales killer. With Aspire, you can send the estimate, they, the client can sign it, and they can also pay all, all through the internet. Absolutely, and you can send them multiple versions because we have what's called a client portal, right? So they can go out there and see all the open work orders and bids, go approve, 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 and then we get that information electronically, not we, but the person who runs our software, and now it becomes a work order, right? It's a work ticket that says, hey, listen, we sold this. Someone's got to put it on a schedule somewhere, right? You know, assign it to a crew, assign it to a route, and so all that happens electronically also. So um, once once I have a work order, where does time tracking happen? So you mentioned for payroll, people need to clock in and clock out. Let's pretend that I'm on the KHO landscape crew, and um, right, do individual employees? Is there an app that they use, or how how do people how do people in the field actually track their time to a specific job? They have an app. So when the if you can picture like a, a monthly whiteboard for schedules, which people do dragging around magnets and stuff with different jobs and hours, that's what the schedule looks like. So whatever the scheduler does, the crew will see exactly the same thing in real time, right? And so when they, they everyone has what's called a pin number, like an ATM. And in the morning, you do it one time, pin number, pin number, pin number, three guys on crew. So now they're being charged wherever that thing goes and they see the schedule in the hours. When they get there, they hit start and it starts counting down the time right on the clock. When they're done, they hit stop, go to the next job, whatever. And so at the end of the day, you essentially have GPS timestamp stuff that says where they were, what they did, how long they were there. And someone who probably scheduled it right will look at that, review it and say save. And that that goes over to payroll, which is an event that happens later, right? Maybe twice a month. Excellent. It's, it's a real live app. You can take pictures on it. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. And and through the client portal, you know, let's pretend that I'm a second homeowner and I've hired uh, a landscape company to do a you know a a backyard landscape installation for me. Uh, through through the client portal, would the field crew be able to upload photos from the job site that I could see? They could, right? So. Um, you can share that. We have a function called like issues, which is a real time conversation between the client, if you want, right, and the crew or whomever, right? You can manage that, who does that. But literally, that's what most people do, right, Jack, at the end of the day. Uh, they tell the crew, take the pictures in the morning, save them, take the pictures in the afternoon. All that uploads into the system on the job. What are some of the mistakes that you see people making with job costing? Well, number one, they don't do it. (laughs) 
you know, they, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, they don't do it. In other words, one of the big things is, you know, without a system where you can track purchasing, often materials become very difficult to track. Hours are easier, right? Because you can kind of do that pretty well on a spreadsheet and get a good idea where you are on a job. You can't always necessarily compare it to the budget, you know, like especially Jack, if you get into like a DB job, design, build, right? The backyard and you have multiple services, right? Excavation, lighting, irrigation, stone, uh, plant, right? All those are probably bid at different margins and done by different crews. And so if you don't really track it very well, you don't know where you are on the job by the, by the phase mm -hmm. or the service type or by materials and it all gets mixed up. And so materials become a big problem, right? And then knowing where you're off on the job, right? In other words, irrigation's gone way over. Can we go steal it from the stone guys later? Or very critically, you know, can we get a change order, right? You know, and if you're going to do a change order, like, you know, it's, you better do it immediately, right on time and not later and go, listen, we underbid the job. So I got to charge you 3000 customers like, no way, man. Right. Yeah. You, you, um, you can't do that late and. Uh, and and if you and if you do need to do it, you better be able to demonstrate why, you know. And so you gotta have photos, pictures, details, yeah, right? All sure. the stuff you need to collect somewhere. Right. You know, especially if it's a if it's a, an expensive change order, you're gonna need more of that documentation to support. Hey, we found this, you know, unknown rock material here, or whatever whatever it was that you didn't scope out correctly. So Aspire can help manage a burn rate throughout the project. So let, let's just pretend in round numbers that we have 100 hours allocated towards a project. We'd be able to see that, okay, 50% of them have been used and there's still a projected, oh, 60 hours remaining. You would, you'd be able to see it in a job cost report, right? For the actual job, you just click the job number, that, there it is. Or we also have a graphical interface where you can see it on the schedule board. It actually show you the burn rate on a bar, right? Mm. Red and green when you're getting in danger. Jack, when you think about it, what's, what's revolutionary about Aspire and, or others like that in the industry is not that they do this. It's that they can take so much data, photos, pictures, site walks, check sheets, bids, and and collect it up in the cloud very cheaply, obviously, right? Uh, and you have access to it if you're smart enough and know how to write the reports and get all that data out. It's like, think about it. If, if you have an account manager, which is a very valuable position, and they have relationships with 50 of your clients and they leave, okay, what happened? What'd you do? All that data is lost. Right. But the next guy comes in, next gal comes in, Every photo, every bid, every conversation, every issue—it's there. Yeah. So, so when I'm in that one-to-one -one communication with a homeowner, with a client, uh, does it log emails and phone calls, things like that? Yes. Not automatically. Yeah. You, you can log them through the system, right? So you can receive it and say accept it, or you can send it out through the system on an email. It does not do texts. But you can yeah. send photos, etc. Right. So not texts, text, but emails. Right. Texts, texts are, are 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 difficult, you know, from that matter. But challenge technically, yeah. But the emails thing is so helpful in account management, really in any industry. My industry, if you're a landscaper, 
customers, you know, and then from, again, from the customer's perspective, they want, if, if the account manager shows up and says, Hey, I noticed that you last time we talked was you were meeting with Larry four weeks ago and you talked about X, Y, and Z. Is that still of interest to you? Oh, wow. I'm glad that you knew that. Yeah. Let's move forward versus starting over right from scratch. Right. Very invaluable. So you, as the, as you said, the customer rep for that person can go to their, go to their page, right. In the software and say, show me the last six things we did with these people. I want to see the email thread. Uh, I want to see all the photos and pictures, any issues that were from internally generated or by the client. When did re, re, in other words, you can act like you actually know what you're doing, right? The left hand in the company knows what the right hand's doing. Uh, it's such an impressive thing once you get it all together. And so you can see the challenge sometimes is, you know, the managing of the transactions, the collection of the data, Spire does that automatically. The real challenge for contractors is understanding how to get at it and use it, right? To turn it into a system of processes of customer service, right? Which is the biggest thing in my mind's eye is, can I improve my level of customer service? Uh, and that relies on knowing stuff. Are there specific metrics that you advise clients on tracking maybe outside of job costing, which we already talked about? Are there, are there certain metrics that you find that landscapers aren't tracking that once they start tracking have a big, big impact on their organization? Client retention is the primary driver of net profits, right? If you can keep your clients and keep them happy, you will make more money than the guy who loses more of those people. So there's your metric. What am I retaining, number one? And number two, what am I upselling on top of that? And, and that's true whether it's for a commercial maintenance company or a residential DB person, right? Am I getting more repeat business from them? Because once you have that data, you can go out and market all this, right? And use it all to say, listen, we gave you 16 proposals last year. You've hired two. Do you not want to do this stuff? You want a new bid on it, right? The salespeople always have stuff they can use to generate the next sale. So to me, the two big metrics are, do I know my retention rate? Do I know my upsell rate and level of volume for each of those people? And am I increasing that, right? Because those things will drive your bottom line like nothing else. You know, the, the gross profit is like 50, 51% for every one of our clients, not everyone, but on average, right? Um, across the board, which says people are making people are making money on the job. In other words, the job cost system is doing its job. You look at the bottom line, it ranges from four to 22. Wow. So, wow. so yeah. So without naming names, what are the people doing that are making 4%? And then what are the people who are making 22% doing differently? Two things, right? Number one, if you look at just the data, their retention upsell rates are better, right? They're, in other words, essentially loyalty and the benefits that come with loyalty. Mm -hmm. Number two is they just have what I call <laughs> FPIOs, right? Funny people in the office. That, that's your administrative people, your AMs, anyone who's not not billing hours, right? The crew leader bills hours, right? Your crew bills hours. Everyone else is overhead and they just have fewer, like 20% fewer of those people. In other words, if you took two $5 million companies and they, one is making 12, one's making four, the four probably has three account managers. The 12 guys got two. He's, the other guy's got three operations managers. The other guy's got two. 
The other person has three people in the office. The other guy's got one. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I run a landscape executive mastermind with some of my top clients and they're all around the country. And one of them is doing north of $4 million and they were, they were at 26% net profit. And they have completely, almost completely automated their office. They have somebody who works four hours a week um, in their office, and they actually work remotely for this person. And it's because they have totally geeked out on the software, the job costing. Everyone in the mastermind is like, how do you get away with this, you know, with somebody doing this for four hours a week? And it was, it was through these systems that are automated. So automating as much as possible. That's um, Aspire, right? Aspire is automating all those things that people used to do. And so the goal, people say, well, I don't want to fire people, have less people. Like that, that's not the goal. The goal is to have everyone you have do more long-term, right? That's the goal. Well, you know what? By the way, that, that makes them happier. and You can pay them more money because they're more productive. For sure. Yeah. It's not about, you know, getting rid of people. It's about being efficient no. and then having that profit allows you to, yeah, pay people more, um, take care of people. Absolutely. So we've got to wrap up. So Kevin, uh, tell us a little bit more. How can people get in touch with you? How can we learn more about Aspire? Yeah. Uh, Jack, thanks for having me, by the way. Uh, Aspire Software, right? That's our company. If you go to www.youraspire.com. You can find out all about us. But if you're interested in, you know, in learning more about our software, I'm going to give you my email, right? It's kevin.kehoe at youraspire.com. And I will make sure you get a free demonstration, hook you up with the right people. We do a fairly intensive sales process, right? Trying to understand who you are um, before we try and sell you anything so that you're actually making the right purchase, right? Because it, when you get a new piece of software in the very beginning, you want to like look at everything. I'm like, no, you don't want to look at everything, really know what you want to know and set it up very simply so that when you go back later on, your, your data structure is really easy to see. That's all. And I, I'll bet that you help people identify who their funny people in the office are too sometimes, right? <laughs> well, that's good. I like that. F, FPIOs, I'm, I wrote that one down. All right. Well, Kevin, hey, it's been fun. Everyone check out our show notes. Again, it's kevin.kehoe, that's K-E-H-O-E -E at, at youraspire.com. And uh, thanks again, Kevin. Hey, Jack, thanks very much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing Podcast. My name is Jack Jostis, and it's been a pleasure talking with you. You know, this episode reminds me that one of the best ways to measure your marketing, right? So you're going to measure your job costing with some of the tips that Kevin outlined. Another thing you want to do is track which marketing led to the new customer you have. That way you can cut marketing that doesn't work. And I have a whole chapter in my book, Get Found Online, about how to measure your marketing and how do you actually put this data in QuickBooks. So chances are you're not using this little known uh, field in QuickBooks. And I'd love to send you a free copy of my book. You can grab one at ramblinjackson.com slash book and check out chapter 11 measure results. So I hope you learned some things today that you can implement right away to increase your profitability. And with that, I hope you have an awesome weekend and I look forward to talking to you next week. Mm -hmm.